Hey everybody, it's Seth with Jensen USA, and as always, I am joined by my co-host, Jeff Kendall-Weed, who's an absolute shredder, uh, but we have a special guest in-house today with Jeff uh, up in Bellingham, Washington. Super excited to have her here, and this is a person who, if they are not on your radar yet, they absolutely should be because they are killing the game of mountain biking and women's advocacy in riding is burgeoning because of this person i think personally <laughs> and this is hannah bergman and the cool part about this for me is that uh she is actually from what i'm calling my hometown now hood river oregon but living up in bellingham so welcome hannah thank you i'm super stoked to be here yeah. Now, uh, I gave a little teaser there of why I think you're killing it in the mountain bike world and helping to advocate for women riding. Um, but let's get a little deeper just to kind of give people who you are. So, Hannah, what, what kind of things uh, have kind of put you on the map of recent? Of recent? Yeah. Um, this, I had a pretty killer year this season. Um so I did quite a bit of racing, including a few EWS races, and that was kind of my plan for the season. Um, yeah. And then a few new things got uh, added sort of last minute to the end of the season, including um, a women's freeride event in Utah, um, a trip to Italy, which yeah. was also um, an EWS race, and then as of most recently, um, a trip to India. What? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> I've, been, just crazy. I've, been, I've been creeping your Instagram <laughs> on that one. And I'm like, dude, that looks insane. So wow. yeah, it was absolutely wild. Cool. <laughs> uh, so uh, let's start that off actually with, um, let's get your Instagram profile out there. Cause I sure. think people while listening to this are going to want to make sure they give you a follow. So what's your Instagram handle? It's just my name. Um, Hannah Bergman. All right, and how do we spell that last part, just so everyone the last gets it correct? Yep. is B-E-R-G-E-M-A-N-N. All right, perfect. So make sure you guys go follow her out there. And keep in All mind, right, Jeff, both Jensen USA and myself will be publishing at something somewhere with a link to Hannah's social profiles. Cause yeah, for I sure. I want to make sure everyone can find those. <laughs> They're worthwhile to check out. She has some killer content. Yeah, it's totally rad. So, well, I w want to welcome you to the show. And as always, Jeff, it's good to have you. Uh, how are things going in Bellingham for you? Dude, life is amazing up here. We've had the best fall. Yeah. I've only been up here for four falls, but this is by far the best fall thus yep. far. It's been nice. pretty amazing. Yeah. And I've, nice. well, I, I did like sprain my thumb, mess up a ligament pretty bad two and a half weeks ago, but I'm starting to be able to ride again. So I'm in pretty good spirits right now. Nice. Yeah. Well, we had a pretty good fall up until we didn't. And then it kind of uh, hit all of a sudden to really? where things got sloppy here. Um, and then, like I mentioned to you guys before the show, uh, I've been fighting a sickness. And so my riding uh. got cut off hard about 20 days ago. And I just haven't touched a bike. It makes me so sad. Aww. But finally on the recovery. And I think I might might hit the pump track tonight. So uh, excited about that. Now, Jeff, I do have one question before we dig in. Um, Keep in mind, this is all about Hannah. I know, I know. I, but I saw something on your social media that, that uh -oh. got me um, Twitter-pated. Um, you know me. I'm got a flat you what? Twitter-pated. I was what? You know, what from Bambi. That? Where did Bambi. that word come from? It's from Bambi. Uh, from Bambi. Oh, jeez. Yeah. My kid's still uh, like three years too young for Bambi. She'll, <laughs> she will cry if she watches it now, but... 
Oh man, Fair I gotta enough. get ready for my Disney vocabulary. <laughs> right? So uh, what I did see though is you were posting this rad writing video, um, but one of the comments you made was something along the lines of, I may even like flat pedals more than clipless <laughs> pedals. <laughs> yep. I was just like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, so. I love talking about flats and clipless because <laughs> yeah. it's kind of like talking about politics or religion. People will get really excited and fired up yep. and try to argue, but nothing ever changes. Yep. And so for social media, it's like a goldmine because you can get all these interactions. Everyone gets very opinionated. Your posts will blow up. And, you know, like I'll rarely even pitch into the conversation. I'll just kind of stand back and watch the ants <laughs> in the jar get shaken yeah. all up. So it's fun. But yeah, I've been enjoying the flats. They're hard. They're hard as heck, but they're really fun because you get off your bike to walk something or just like you get off to hang out and shoot yeah. the breeze with someone and you're all comfortable. And then yep. in the wintertime when it's cold as heck, like my flat pedal shoes are so comfortable. So I yeah. like them. Yeah. I don't know. That's fun. It's just good to change it up a little bit. You know, it makes yeah. harder trails even harder, it makes easier trails a little bit harder. And I don't want to go as fast as I was going. Like, I don't mm -hmm. need to ride race pace anymore. I've broken my pelvis three times. And I cannot go as fast with flats. There's no way. So I've slowed down a little bit by running flats. And I was launching off the bike and having horrendously bad crashes with flats because I didn't know how to ride them. And yeah. now that has tapered down a little bit. So I'm nice. not feeling, I'm feeling safer in a weird way with flats. But there's a hill climb I cannot get in Sedona with flats. And I think with clips, and there's a couple here too that I think I could pull. So part of me is That's like, fair. oh, I want to just, oh, I just want to put clips <laughs> on for those specific things. But then I'm like, no, that's cheating. Don't do it. Yeah. So. Horses for courses, right? Yeah. So, and uh, where, where would you land on the flats versus uh, clipless? I started mountain biking on clips, which is okay. kind of backwards. And now as of recently, I've been going to flats, okay. but I, I like both. And I think they have advantages. There's advantages and disadvantages to totally. both. Um, but I've having I've been having a really good time on the flats recently. Also, nice. So, do you ride like mostly it. flats here in town, or do you race with clips? Is that your setup? That's my thought. But then okay. I kind of it's kind of random. Like I'll throw the flats on for like a dig day because then you can yep. just pedal up and then mm -hmm. like start digging and not have to worry about like getting your cleats all packed up with mud and it's just more comfortable to walk yeah, around you have to wear and dig. disco slippers and the rocks all day. Yeah. Um. But then randomly, I'll just feel like riding clips and throw them on. So. I haven't really, I don't have a pattern quite yet. Okay. Fair enough. Man, well, when I was racing, I used to practice on flat pedals yeah. to get a good feel for the dirt and how hard I could push it in the corners. Mm -hmm. And then I wouldn't blow out from going too fast in practice. And then race day, I put my clips on. Uh, okay. Dude, that was that, such a good setup. That's some insider <laughs> tip right yeah. there. Yeah. I like it. It's I like, like really it. low hanging fruit, but no one ever goes through the hassle of changing pedals. It's funny. Yeah. Well, awesome. Well, very cool. Um, yeah, let's let's start digging into Hannah now that we've uh, kind of stepped <laughs> on our territory for a minute here. Um, but Jeff, why don't you uh, get us going with some questions for Hannah and see what she's yeah, got going for sure. on? So Hannah, obviously you're an absolute shredder and I did a little bit of background stalking info sleuthing to figure out what makes you tick, what your background was and all that. Yeah. And I saw in 2012, you got your first bike an Ellsworth mm -hmm. moment, which if I remember right, those things came out like seven or eight years before 2012. Mm -hmm. So it's probably kind of a hand-me-down bike, but it surprised me that you started riding mountain bikes and not like BMX or motocross, especially cause you're so good on the jumps. So is it true you've only been riding for seven years? Yeah, more or less. Um, I kind of grew up skiing, so that was ah, what I was super into like yeah. as a kid. And then also into high school, I got really into like freestyle skiing. Like, cool. My jam was rail jams. Like I loved hitting rails and like 
trying technical tricks on rails okay. which is kind of random but it was super fun um and then towards the end of high school um my dad was super into mountain biking and he kind of got me into it just as a way for us to spend time together and cool. so he gave me the ellsworth moment it was his it was, old, it was bike. His old bike cool. and he upgraded to like right when the kona process came out he wanted the 111 ah, super bad so nice. he upgraded and got the 111 the 29er and then gave me his old 26 okay um which i was so stoked on at the time i thought it was totally. the coolest thing ever i mean it was a sweet first mountain bike um yeah and it was a size too big for me but <laughs> we like got the stem super short so it kind of fit and Ooh. you were just doing modern geometry right yeah short stem <laughs> yep, like long exactly. frames yeah. But do you think your jumping skills came from that ski background? Yeah, I'm sure they translated. Um, okay. And I've always loved jumping, so it was pretty natural for me to want to do that on the mountain bike. Did you ever, like, when you saw jumps, were you ever, like, scared of learning how to jump on the mountain bike? For sure, yeah. Really? There's, there was definitely, like, a learning curve and, like, learning how the, the bike mechanics work on a jump and, like, the proper technique. But um, I always enjoyed the process. So in 2012, what size jumps were you hitting on skis versus a bike? That's a good question. I think the biggest jumps I was hitting on skis were like at Mammoth. Like they had these this big um, jump park there that was probably like 40, 50 feet. They were pretty big. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, which isn't really that big in the ski world because they're hitting like 80, 100 foot jumps like in competition pretty regularly. Um, but keep in mind, how old are you in 2012? Uh, in 2012, I was like in middle school. So like, <laughs> I think. Yeah, in 2015, I was a fr uh, I was I graduated high school, so maybe it was like a freshman in in high school. Freshman wow. in high school, so yeah. little 13, 14 year old Hannah is hitting 50 foot jumps on skis. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> so okay, so you've set the bar pretty high with skiing, like you're yeah. fearless on the skis, and then you're learning how to mountain bike. You're starting so, like what size jumps were you learning on? Because oh, like tiny little jumps on okay. mountain bikes. Yeah, like the Hood River didn't really have the like any like really big jumps that i remember at that time like they had some there was like, the fms wooden jumps. Ladders they had stuff. huge jumps there was like a, a time i didn't really like ride in that zone much oh like, you didn't ride post canyon much yeah okay. it was i i rode mostly like family man and uh i rode i remember riding dropout in middle school like back when those were kind of in their prime i would say i only know the trails that were in the oregon enduro okay <laughs> yeah but one other so, thing i want to ask about real quick so you just mentioned so you grew up in hood river oregon but you're talking about skiing down in mammoth how much uh, of a skier are you like are you some kind of gnarly like all over the media pro skier we don't know i got about? to i got to do quite a few like competitions okay. in high school i joined the freestyle ski team and then got to travel with through that and i did some like national comps like in colorado what? and then um one in mammoth yeah wow yeah, so this is this is why I'm stoked on living in this area. It's because like literally this is like what you talk to with kids around here. They're like, yeah. Oh yeah, I've been traveling around the US doing like freestyle stuff and totally. I'm like going I'm like, my four years four year old's gonna be awesome in a few years. So <laughs> like people like Hannah are exactly why I'm stoked about being here. So yeah, totally. so I've always wondered, too, like, uh, the crossover on skiing, so I'm a snowboarder, right, and have been since I was, I don't know, fourth grade or something like that, and it always seems to me like the crossover on skiing is a better kind of cross-training for mountain biking. Is that something you think is actually, like, a reality, or am I just imagining things here? Yeah, I would totally agree. I think a huge part of it is, like, just being comfortable at speed, like, going fast on yeah. foreign objects like i don't know i never really felt like um uncomfortable 
yeah. on a, a mountain bike going fast just because I'm used to kind of how it feels yeah. on skis. Fair enough. Fair enough. I feel like the body mechanics of cornering is pretty mm-hmm. similar too. Yeah. Like I, and I'm not, I've skied a few times. Like I, nobody would call me a skier, but with that being said, I was half tempted to pick it up last season because I was like, man, would this pay off for my mountain biking? Like, oh man. <laughs> and so I kind of wondered that. But. And it's fun to have something to do like in the off season, just to take a break from the bike and then yes. dive yeah. into something else. And it helps yeah. that they kind of cross over. For sure. Awesome. Man. And so many other parts of the U.S., you never hear about, like, high-level skiers getting into mountain biking and mm-hmm. shredding. Like, back where I grew up in Santa Cruz, down in San Luis Obispo, I'm sure in most of Southern California, it's pretty rare. But then I guess in the mountainous places, it does happen. And like, you know, here in the Pacific Northwest, Colorado, Utah, and maybe on the East Coast a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I know of so, like, I think Adam Craig might have had a cross-country ski background. Jerome Clements does as well. He did the biathlon for years. Yeah. But, and it's like not Cedric Gracia is another gnarly like there's a few out there mm-hmm. but it's not publicized whereas the motocross thing everyone yeah. knows Aaron Gwynn was like almost pro moto totally Elliot Jackson like that's yep. way more publicized so I think I find that interesting yeah I think you see a lot more of the ski stuff uh with the uh, European athletes too um I know like right now a lot of the slope style guys that I watch are all just in full ski mode right now oh and really like who? so um oh man like uh, was it Bass Van Steenbergen is oh. out there skiing right now. And I don't know, I bit, my Instagram blows up. And so, yeah, I've been watching those guys and they're like all just sending it in ski mode right now. And they're still doing like indoor park stuff, but you know, the kind of Europe kind of gets hammered by winter pretty hard. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of the trails can get pretty gnarly. Um, so cool to watch though. And again, it kind of makes me tempted to pick up two sticks for winter instead of just one. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see. It's just so expensive. And I say that being a mountain biker, right? Like mountain bikes are nuts, Um, but it's tempting. So... another question for Hannah here. So you mentioned your dad got you into mountain biking mm-hmm. with the hand-me-down Ellsworth yep. moment. And then recently I heard you did the Trans, was it the Trans BC or mm-hmm. Trans Cascadia? Trans BC. So you did an enduro race yep. with your dad. Mm-hmm. How did that go? It was so much fun. We had like the best time. It, yeah, it was a really cool experience in kind of ways that I didn't really predict. Um, like I thought it would just be cool to do a race together, but we actually did the entire race together. Like he would like chase me down each stage and just try and like kind of keep up with me as long as he could. And like, it was, that was really cool. Did you make it your goal to drop him as fast as possible? (laughs) Not necessarily. It was more like his goal is like to stay on me as much as he could. Um, But that could inspire you to slow down a little. (laughs) Uh, I kind of just would charge ahead and like, and then would be stoked if he was still behind me at the end. (laughs) Cool. So has your dad been very supportive of your whole mountain? Oh yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. Do you think you'd be where you are today, mountain biking, if it wasn't for you? No, dad? definitely not. Yeah, he's been a huge, um, not only supporter, but like an, uh, a role model, like an influence for me, just as someone to look up to in mountain biking. And is he the only other family member that rides? Uh, my Both my sister and my mom are mountain bikers, but um, not definitely don't like compete like myself and my dad. Okay. You guys are the most hardcore of the match. <laughs> yeah, you could say that. Yeah. So what do the other Bergamans do? Do they send it on skis or yep, something? Yeah, make- for sure. Oh, My sister okay. is a, definitely a big skier. She lives in Montana. She's a sophomore at Montana State. Oh, 
And she's pro level skier. Uh, I don't know if she would. She doesn't compete really. She just charges. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, I bet like following you, if that's if that's a an indicator of how hard she's ripping on skis, <laughs> like. Yeah, I sh- we should probably check that out as to as well. Um, <laughs> I did a year, probably a year and a half ago. I met your parents at one of the HRATS, um advocacy meeting yeah. things, oh, cool. whatever. And it was funny because, like, I mean, I was there for the first time ever. Nobody knew me, and like, you know, kind of introduced myself. Like, hey, I work for Jensen USA. We love working with local groups and would love to support HRATS, Blah blah blah, and like probably within five minutes, both your parents were like, yeah, so you have to meet our daughter. She's rad. <laughs> She's killing it on a bike, blah, blah, blah. Like, and then uh, it wasn't too long after that that we actually met at the pump track. And, cool. uh, you know, I roll up to her dad and I'm chatting for a second. And then she drops in to do a lap. And I'm like, oh, I'll give her a follow. And <laughs> man, it was everything I could do to hang on. I was just like, oh, my gosh. But, uh, yeah, like, so impressive to yeah. ride, you know, behind you and everything. So, um, Hi, but yeah, Willow. Man. We've oh, got a, a furry friend joining us here. Hello. Yeah. This is Willow. She's super nice. Oh, I like Alyssa it. walking in the back here, Seth. I don't think Seth <laughs> and Alyssa have met yet. <laughs> I haven't. Nice to, nice to meet you. You've probably seen Alyssa in one of the videos. She designed the T-shirt I'm selling to fundraise oh, cool. a little for Torica. Yeah, we have a few more shirts coming out soon here. Awesome. Yeah. Well, yeah. So um, let's talk about kind of the transition from Hood River, obviously, where Mm -hmm. you grew up and kind of formed this mountain biking stuff and skiing and all that. And you're not here anymore. Where are you at now? Yeah. Now I'm in Bellingham, Washington. Um, So I when I was like right around the time that I got the Ellsworth and was riding with my dad, it was kind of about the time that I was starting to think about where I wanted to go to college. So it was good timing for me because then I was really excited about mountain biking. So I was like, I want to go to a a place I know I can ski Mm -hmm. and mountain bike. Um, And found Bellingham, which has Western Washington University. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I applied there and got in. And then, so it's a pretty easy decision to move up here. Um, And it's not too far from Hood River. It's about five or six hour drive. Yeah. Um, And that was in 2015 that I moved up here. Nice. Uh, Yeah. And what did you go to college for? I studied kinesiology and then did a minor in Spanish. A minor in Spanish. Mm -hmm. Perfecto. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Jeff's got some serious skills with uh, the Spanish language. So So when you moved to Bellingham, like... um, how was it getting into kind of the bike scene there? Yeah, it was it was awesome. I met a few friends pretty quickly. Um, um, who, my actual my roommate now, Amanda, who works for Kona, was someone I met pretty quickly and um, became really good friends with. And she kind of got me um, connected with the folks at Kona and at the bike shop. That was kind of right when, like, maybe a year after they'd opened the storefront downtown. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I started hanging out and riding with those guys. And they kind of introduced me to the mountain bike scene here in Bellingham. And, yeah, that that's kind of how it started. Just kind of blew up. All yep. right. Uh, so we mentioned Kona here. Uh, mm-hmm. You have a pretty good connection with them and yeah. <laughs> uh, you've been riding including your dad riding his bike yeah uh, but you guys have been riding those for a while what's in your garage of bikes there like yeah what's your lineup uh, let's see right now i currently have um 
a downhill bike, which is the Kona operator. I've got a, uh, like a long travel trail bike, 29er, mm-hmm. which is the process, um, a dirt jumper and my gravel road bike, which is the Rove. Ah, nice. So nice. You only have four bikes. Yeah. That's impressive. Bikes, yeah. Wow. Good job. <laughs> yeah. And so that's, that's a good little segue there. Um, you've been obviously killing it on like kind of the more freestyle free ride side of things, the enduro side, but you've also been doing a bunch of cool stuff with bike packing. Uh, why don't you tell us oh, a little yeah. bit about that? Totally. Um, so, um, Amanda and I kind of had a goal. Um, I think, when do we start thinking about this? It was a couple of years ago, but she's super, um, she's a huge advocate for women in mountain biking. And so we kind of teamed up when, uh, both working at Kona to use their platform to help just encourage and introduce more women to the sport and bike packing specifically was a kind of a cool way to get people in because, um, you can, you know, ride pretty much any bike you have and then mm-hmm. you could really get to, um, you can travel quite a bit further than you do when you're just hiking or backpacking um, and visit some really cool places and enjoy the, like ride the trails. Um, so we got to lead um, a women's bikepacking trip, like an intro to bikepacking. So these, mm-hmm. a lot of these ladies had never really even mountain biked before. Um, wow. and that's intense and yeah. not only have your first bike packing ride, but yep. have it be your first mountain bike ride totally. you're in the middle of nowhere and your bike's way heavier than normal yep. so it doesn't handle quite as you're used to but it was a really cool experience and like bellingham is such a great place to do an event like that because okay. you can just kind of pedal out the door catch the inner urban end up on galbraith we'd rode all the way to the chuckanuts and like cool. camped at the um, campground there and like everyone was at larrabee super or up at yeah. lost lake at larrabee, at larrabee cool yeah. cool that's super we, cool. And like, what a great way to create an addiction, right? Yeah, you know, totally. Like, to be riding with some cool people, but like to just dig in full on your first go, yeah. kind of. So we did that. We've done it two years now, the same trip. And um, each year we actually teamed up with Shifting Gears, which is another local nonprofit um, huh. who um, worked to encourage more women to enter the outdoors um, in general, but mountain biking is part of their program. And um, so we teamed up with them to help lead the trip because there was a lot of logistics involved, obviously, like making sure everyone had the proper like bike packing equipment and food right. and all that. So um, working with them was awesome. And now we've been able to do it two years in a row and hopefully continue to do it each year. Awesome. So you guys Very drop cool. all the way down, double black, double down with no, the bikes? No, we did not do that. We actually used, did that as a bonus lap. We like dropped our oh, gear cool. and did okay. that for fun. Like, But then um, we, to get there, we had this cool route like through town and up and over Galbraith and then kind of ended up That's on the air. Ride. Yeah, it was like 20 miles, which is kind of which is a solid distance, especially if you've never like really ridden mountain bikes before. Are you more of a sprinter or more of a distance <laughs> rider? Um. Uh, I'd pr- probably say sprinter. Okay, that's yeah. good if you're racing downhill yeah. and narrow. But the di- like honestly, I think the middle distance is the sweet spot. But yeah. I don't know. Jared Graves might have proved me wrong with that. <laughs> <laughs> Jared Horsepower Graves. <laughs> right. <laughs> I think Richie's pretty sprinty too. Yeah, so. probably. Yeah. Uh, so you've been working with a, a trainer the last mm-hmm. few years to kind of like move up through the the racing classes and stuff like that. Tell us about yeah. that experience a little bit. Yeah, a couple of years ago, I started going to Terrain Gym, which is a local gym in town that kind of focuses on um, helping athletes in mountain sports. So like climbing, 
mountain biking, uh, skiing, snowboarding. And then also um, they work with like a lot of people that want to um, have fitness for their professions, like firefighting, stuff like that. Um, and that's been amazing. So it's kind of a group style class that you go to and it's got a kind of crossfit vibe, but it's a little different. Um, and then on top of that, I've been working with a local mountain biker, uh, Spencer Paxson, and he's helping me with more like on the bike specific stuff. Um, and I've been working with him for about a year now. Are you using like a power meter too? Uh, I haven't done the power okay. meter stuff. Um, more just like he'll just kind of give me workouts to do that I, c I can kind of incorporate into my normal rides. So it's pretty, it, it's, it's like all, it all kind of works together quite well. Right on. Nice. Did you see a pretty like market improvement as you started focusing on these uh, workouts and techniques? Yeah, for sure. Um, like enduro is, there's a lot involved with that sport so like you have to be able to ride for a long amount of time like mm -hmm. you're kind of you're on the bike for like seven hours sometimes like and then on top of that you're like sprinting in each stage and then you have to get to each stage in an efficient amount of time so there's a lot involved so like working with him helped me kind of focus on certain aspects that were um that are just better to have for enduro like yeah have you always wanted to do the enduro thing? Because like you talk about sending it on jumps uh, in skiing and biking mm -hmm. and stuff. Um, as you kind of progressed from that high school kid into, you know, college athlete, like are you were you like enduro's my category or? Uh, yeah, I kind of just fell into it honestly. Like my dad was into it, and that's what they had. Like, mm -hmm. like that's kind of what was available for me. Like at the time, like in Oregon, they had local enduro series, and like that's what they have up here in Washington as well. And like, um, I also really just love the sport. Like it, it's so there's so much to it. Um, you have to have the obviously the fitness and the endurance aspect, but then there's a a huge like. A skill component to it as well like you have to really know how to handle a bike well and ride yeah. downhill quickly. and there's a certain amount of strategy involved yeah, too totally because there's going to be a short stage it's not going to separate people much you can mm -hmm. probably back it off you have a longer stage you should yep. probably pour it on harder there yep. and if you can choose which stage you do first you can be smart about what you're going to do first second third as you get more and more tired yeah for sure but that's wild to hear that enduro was what was available yeah totally like that's wow. just kind of what <laughs> so was school. there yeah oh man dude yeah. I I remember when Enduro was just starting yeah, in the US. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and it was all, kind oh. of when I started was when there was still like a little bit of Super D involved also, yep. which they don't really do that much anymore, it seems like, um, where it's just kind of one super long descent Enduro thing. Um, so I did a couple of those races. Didn't you race the Ashland yeah. 12 mile? That was my, oh my very gosh. first mountain bike race, actually. <laughs> I think I yeah. was there. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it was super fun. That was my, I wasn't even planning to race, but my dad wanted to go and he was like, you can come with me if you want. So we went together and then I practiced the course with him and I was like, oh, this is sweet. I'll, I want to race too. And so he signed me up and then cool. that was my first one. And you sent nice. the double, the tank trap double up to the rock garden? I don't remember. I'm sure you did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She probably just didn't even notice it. She's like, boost. And then no, no big deal. Uh, it used to be so. kind of a cool jump and it's like gotten smaller every okay. year since. And now like, it's like, eh. But it used to be something pretty real. I remember there's a real big step down next to the course. Okay. Up at, what is it, Bullard's Gap or something? Okay. It was a big jump. I remember in 2008, 2009, you could do it. And then it's just kind of fallen apart uh, since then. But mm. That would have your name all over it in this day and age, <laughs> yeah. for sure. Uh, yeah. Man. 
Do you ever have a moment in a race run that's just so rad? Like you have like a sketchy line you have in the back of your uh-huh. mind and then you nail it 100%. And do you ever have a moment like that in a race run that's more notable to you at the end of the day than the actual race result? Yeah, totally. Like sometimes you get away with murder in a race, like something <laughs> goes wrong and then you kind of take bring it back and you survive and you're like, that was insane. Like I remember that happened a few times at the Whistler EWS this year because it was super wet and like they had us riding these really fresh trails that um, just like as the rain came down and all the riders came down, the roots came, became more and more exposed and slimy. And so you're just kind of like slipping around all over the place. And I made it down a couple stages without crashing. I was like, that was awesome. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I actually saw some of your photos from that. I was digging through the Kona blog and yeah. Yeah. Like even in the photos, I was like, that looks sketchy. (laughs) So totally. Yeah. Definitely impressive. Uh, you did a lot of races this year, um, Mm -hmm. or quite a few. Uh, did you have one that stood out to you as like your favorite? Uh, Whistler was, was pretty sweet. I had a really good race until the very last stage and I front flatted so I couldn't finish. Mm. Um, cause the last section of the stage was down like a super gnarly rock thing. I just couldn't ride with the front flat safely. So I had to bail out, but the race itself was very fun. Like I really enjoyed riding in the wet conditions and I, I think I was sitting like in 10th place or something oh, at the wow. end of the day, which was a huge jump for me. In pro women? Yeah. Wow. wow. That's legit. Yeah. People that are like racing for a living are trying to get top 10s. That's I was hoping awesome. I could have finished and like hung on to it, but oh, it was still sure like you could have. a big confidence oh. boost to to be in the, in the mix, I guess. And then another really fun one was obviously TransBC with my dad and then... I got to go to um, Italy for the finale race, which was a really cool experience. Nice. Um, and that race is kind of different because it's like um, you're riding in the group with two other riders. And it's like um, you can kind of chase each other and it's like a team race and it's combined score. So that was a, I didn't really get to do the proper race in that format, but I got to practice and kind of feel what it would be like with the USA team. And it was seemed like it'd be really cool. You should do it. Yeah, I'm planning to try and do it this year cool. or 2020. You have a lot of racing plans for the next year? Uh, I have some, yeah. I'm still kind of working on figuring it out, but I do want to definitely do some more racing. So having to choose between free ride, downhill, and enduro, uh-huh. and then bikepacking and stuff, which directions do you see yourself pursuing the most? I think my heart is in free ride for sure. Really? I, I really like racing, um, but I do think that I would – I've had to choose go in the free ride direction and I want to pursue that. Would you consider racing hardline in Europe? Ooh, that would be cool. I don't, I'd have to see the course. I don't know if I could even make (laughs) it down. I know there's like some really, um, some amazing pro riders that have like backed away from that event because it was like too gnarly. Yeah. But a lot of them don't have big jumping backgrounds. True. Yeah. So it's hard to say. Yeah. It's really tough. Like what's hard for some of the gnarly fast racers isn't necessarily hard for the gnarly free riders. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It could be cool. It would be cool to even just go and see that event go down because it looks pretty amazing. Are you ever going to do joyride at Crankworks? Ooh, I don't have like really any slope style tricks. I'm kind of working on it, but, um, I, I've been going to like the air rec center up a bunch up in Canada and like riding the pump track a lot, but my, I just got a dirt jumper like in the last couple of years. So I'm still trying to learn some things and like, what's going to be the next trick you learn? I'm working on tuck no handers right now. Um, and like riding with flats more, I kind of want to start taking my feet off a bit. And okay. Like, um, there's a new jump, somewhat new jump zone up in Bellingham, like Cedar Dust, that uh-huh. I've been playing at a lot. And that's been super helpful for like my jumping technique and then also learning tricks. Cool. 
Nice. And I think there's that new trick jump with a mulch mm-hmm. pile. Well, it it's in progress. Yes, yeah. it's been in progress for about six months now. Yeah. <laughs> that thing should be helpful for all of us yeah. who need to learn tricks. I yeah. decided I'm too old for tricks. I'm going to just stop it. <laughs> Do you follow uh, Rides Like a Mother on Instagram? I uh, don't know. She shreds. She absolutely shreds. Um, she's actually from Portland area originally as well. Um, but she's she's killing it on trying to push like women's free ride and specifically like slope style and dirt jump type stuff. Oh, nice. And so definitely worth uh, taking a look at. But yeah, like I'm... I'm stoked to see kind of that movement being pushed more and more. Uh, the format for um, the like speed and style stuff at uh, the Cranks Work series has me so stoked. And I just I can't wait till we get more like women involved in that. And she's doing a huge amount of push there. So you guys should definitely niche. Oh, nice. yeah. Yeah. I thought she was up in B.C. for some reason. Um, If I remember correctly, she is now but she originally grew up in portland area um so obviously we've been hinting at free ride a lot here Mm -hmm. without quite coming out on like what the the biggest thing that maybe happened uh as far as newsworthy wise goes and that's uh red bull formation Mm -hmm. uh can you tell our listeners a bit about what red bull formation is yeah totally it it was this year was sort of the year zero you could say um year zero yeah not one not one um it was kind of a little bit of a trial year with the event but it went super well so they're definitely committed to doing it in the future um but the the gist of the event was it was um, a collaboration of women coming together um, to, I guess, push our, progress our personal skills in free ride and familiarity with the Utah terrain, but then also help work towards progressing just the sport of free ride for women as a whole. Um, so it was a, like a free ride camp, you could say, um, down in Virgin, Utah, which is where they have Red Bull Rampage. Yeah. And, and it was actually on one of the older courses, right? Yep, exactly. It was like the 2015 course, I believe. Yeah. 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 So we got to um, kind of just have free range of that whole zone, which is a pretty wide, pretty big area. Um, and that was a super cool thing because they kind of just let us go and do what we want. And it was super exciting. Like we were all just... I guess I was very amped to see all of the old features that people had yeah. built in the past and then also like um, sort of get creative to choose where we wanted to build a line and just have free range of that. Yeah. So how was that? Like, um, you know, I I do not ride at your level. Like, let's just put that out there. But I, uh, I have watched Red Bull Rampage for years and uh, everyone always says – it's so much bigger when you see it in person. Yeah. How was it when you, you rolled up that first time and started It's intimidating seeing... for sure. I, I've been there before, like on vacation. So like okay. I hadn't been specifically to that 2015 site, but I've been to like the original Rampage site. Like, um, mm-hmm. So I, I had a little bit of experience um, there before, but it was a little overwhelming for sure, like going and seeing all of um, the old lines and like how massive they were. And like, um, it's a mix of being overwhelmed but also really excited and like just pretty in at awe to see all of the like history there yeah and uh, who kind of organized this who is the brain um, katie child? holden 
Okay. Um, Katie Holden, she's uh, actually here in Bellingham as well, um, yeah. which is how I know her. Uh, and she worked with Red Bull to organize this event, um, and she did an amazing job. Very cool. Yeah, it was uh, pretty cool reading um, some of the interview stuff. Uh, it was, a, you know, when Red Bull came around this year, uh, there was kind of a little bit of rumors about this thing happening. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as uh, actual like video coverage, it was, you know, like Instagram shots and stuff like that. Um, but it was kind of rad watching those happen. And one of the things that I think was probably most surprising, not most surprising, but um, to me, it sounds intimidating. Was uh, what Rebecca Rush had to say mm-hmm. about you, actually, oh, man. and how you set the bar for the event because you were literally the first <laughs> writer to drop in, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Re- Rebecca is awesome. I had re- I was super stoked to get to meet and hang out with her. Yeah, um, she's just a badass legend. in her. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, but uh, she she basically was like, yeah, Hannah is the one who set the bar, the <laughs> pace, the whole thing. And let's let's clarify this. You didn't just drop in and do like one section. You did a top to bottom line, right? Yeah, we we I kind of had finished building my line a little bit earlier and was just super amped to ride. And we showed up in the morning to ride after a day of rest. And like I was just really excited to to get going. So I went up there pretty early and started ticking off moves and it all went super well. So, man, yeah. that's so nice. You go up and like session it, like hit like the first drop that felt good. Now I'll go hit the second drop. Yeah. Kind of, okay. kind of worked my way up and okay. just pick, pick things off. And then once I got to the top, did a full run down. And how much together. of the features were you having to like build from scratch from the ground uh, up and how much? Were not you much. Like, okay. Yeah. Most of them had been built before and fallen apart. Okay. Um, or like, we just modified them to to be to work in our line a little differently. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was not much building from scratch. We wouldn't have had time because we only had like two days of mm-hmm. digging. Um, but a lot of the moves had definitely like not seen a shovel in years. Sure. So it was or a tire or a tire. Yeah. So like a lot of the runouts or like a lot of the stuff has built into the side of the hill. So it's like a bench cut style yeah, with and no a, drainage. Exactly. And a lot of it just kind of got washed away. Like from rain coming down and um so we had to like rebuild a lot of bench cuts which was a really cool like, experience in itself like learning how to dig there is a whole nother process like um it's really different from digging here where you have like lots of roots and moisture in the dirt and like um you're using rock and stuff like there you the the dirt's very different you kind of just form it in itself so you don't need water um and you can also use like plants and stuff to huh. to brace um, lips and landings. It's weird. Yeah. Like uh. the, you use, I have a, a photo, but like we would take these Casey Brown actually told, taught me this trick, but you, we like rip these like dry desert plants out of the hillside and just like toss them down the, um, and then just throw a little dirt on there and then it would build up high enough. Oh, it would that keep the dirt would, from sliding down. Exactly. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then you could build a bench cut on it. Like you could have a giant 12 foot tall wall on top of plants. Like it's the weirdest <laughs> thing. Yeah. That's wild. Uh, um, you had two diggers with you as well. Yep. Is that yeah. correct? What did you bring? I brought my boyfriend, J- Jason, and then one of my good buddies, James. Cool. And we spend a lot of time digging together here in Bellingham. So it was a pretty easy choice to bring those guys. Now, cool. did either of them ride the line? 
behind yeah. you like they they did for fun like they ticked off some of the moves like after i wrote them and um they were super stoked awesome i want to ask real quick though like i always hear the red bull stuff is terrifyingly huge but I also hear it's terrifying it's on the side of the cliff. What yeah. was scarier for you, the exposure on the sides of the cliffs or the size of the jumps and the gaps? The features for sure. Like the exposure okay. is something you get used to. Um, and it definitely is like an element that you have to be aware of. But like when you're riding features, you can kind of just focus in on what you're doing and okay. it becomes less of a, the exposure becomes less present in your mind. But it's definitely a process, like, yeah. learning how to ride with it, because we're not used to it here. The big like, jumps almost distract you from sure, the yeah. cliff you're going to fall off. You could say that. <laughs> Do you want to go ride her line, Seth? I don't no. <laughs> I, I, like, zero desire. And I like jumping, but, uh, yeah. Like, I still haven't hit stuff even locally here, like Barn Door and stuff. I'm like, nah, I don't know. I'm, I'm old. I'm, like, nearing 40. <laughs> not sure that's necessary. So. Got to get towed into that one. Have you hit all the yeah. Red River free rides? I stuff? came back like after I'd moved to Bellingham and got to ride all that stuff. I didn't really even know it existed when I was living there because I didn't really ride much in Hood River. Like when I moved to Bellingham, it was kind of when um, I really got like focused on mountain biking, I'd say. Um, but then I came back and got to ride all that stuff and it was pretty cool. Yeah, no, there's definitely some stuff out here and they've been doing a bunch of digging um, to make like extended play area mm -hmm. more and actually dropout yep. is seeing yeah. revivals. So I saw yeah, your dad even building the <laughs> big new berms on Mitchell. So he, he's yeah. been pretty stoked um, working with like H rats and he's been digging on all those old trails getting revived yeah so i was feeling a big sense of accomplishment a few weeks back because i rolled into that first drop and actually the first couple of hits on the new dropout and i was like yeah man like my riding's progressing and then you tell me that you were riding that at like age 13 and i'm like okay cool, 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 cool. it was a bit different back then but i think it was bigger back then <laughs> anyways but no, absolutely awesome to see like how you're progressing and everything. Uh, who else were the riders that um, were at this formation event? Yeah, it was um, Via Verbeek, um, Tawny Seagrave, Veronique Sandler, Michaela Gatto, Vinnie Armstrong, myself, and then Casey Brown came as well. But she was injured from a crash at Marzocchi Proving Grounds. So yeah. she kind of just gave us advice with digging and was there f for support because she's uh, been a digger at Rampage before. Yeah. I mean, that's a pretty impressive lineup. And, yeah, totally. you know, um, the world of uh, women's free ride is not as expansive yet as it will be, I'm sure. Um, but that is definitely some of the top tier ladies. And you've actually ridden with quite a few of them mm -hmm. before. Like, I think I saw a video with you and Michaela and who was the other rider in that uh, up at Whistler? Oh, um, it was with, um, yeah, Michaela was in the video. I didn't get to ride with her, but I rode with um, Via and okay. Vero and Casey too, yeah. actually. So pretty, pretty much almost the whole crew. We got to, we got um, to make a Dirt Diaries video. That was my first All time right. like filming, um, doing like a, like dedicated film shoot so that was a pretty cool experience and like it, what it was year pretty was hilarious that? it was this year that, yeah. but i've seen all kinds of videos of you on the internet uh i yeah it was that one was like a i guess my first time working with other women like okay. who um like in in a free ride specific setting like where you, like you're sessioning feature i don't know I, it, it had felt a lot like of a bigger a lot of production value too. Yeah, like, I would say that, that was, was like storyline sure. and stuff. Yeah, it was it was great. Like I was I was laughing on that one, and 
You guys did a really good job. I'm it was off the cool. back. I googled you like three times, and that never came up. <laughs> oh, what really? The heck? Yeah, I uh, oh, I think man. that one I dug up in the Kona blog, if I remember correctly. It okay. should be on Pink Bike somewhere, Vimeo or something. I should it's, have searched your name on Pink Bike. I yeah. was just using Google. My mistake. Yeah. So, uh, but how was it? Um, you know, like I think. It, I think it was mentioned at some point that they called you the dark horse or whatever, you know, a little <laughs> bit like of the newcomer to all this. Yeah, um, totally. How, how has it been riding with big names like this? You know? It's been super fun. Um, it's definitely intimidating, like showing up to do that Dirt Diaries film and like not really being sure if I could, could keep up or um, hit the same features. But like it was also a huge confidence boost for me um, to watch them ride and hit features and then being able to kind of follow and learn and yeah uh, yeah it was it's been amazing and um definitely uh, and then i also got to ride with vera a few more times after that and it's been so much fun nice now did you have the toe-in effect when you were riding with them where yeah totally you, know, you you look at an, a thing and you're like i can't do that and then you toe in behind somebody yeah. and you're like i got they told this me in, they told me to crab apple hits in whistler nice. and that yeah. was my first time hitting those and i was so amped it was awesome <laughs> Jeez. Did you have to do run-ups or did you just go? I a got couple, it. yeah. Okay. Those are big. Yeah. Those are really are big. big. So. I followed Kaylee Gibb through those oh, this nice. summer. Yeah, I haven't hit them in decade plus. And then she rolls up, purple hair yep. and all. And <laughs> like, oh, you can follow me. I'm like, yes, I'll follow. <laughs> oh, my gosh. These are huge. They're really They're big. sweet. They're very well built, though. So, yeah. like, you, they're, they're designed for success. You kind of just totally. have to have the speed and you're good to go. They're almost safer than a small jump because if you over clear yeah. it, you're still going to catch backside. Yeah. And if you case it, you're still going to catch the top of the land. Yeah, totally. So. I just don't like that last jump because I'd land flat every time. <laughs> yeah, after the big one and then you're like going off that lily pad thing. Is that what you're... Yeah, I think it's the off the end of the lily yeah. pad. I would just land flat yeah. on my trail bike and it was just <laughs> king every time. I like that most people send that on a downhill bike and he's like, yeah, on my trail on my bike. trail, like, yeah. <laughs> Um, so you said that um, this formation event was kind of year zero. What do you see the future of this event looking like? Um, that's a good question. I think hopefully we'll be able to include more ladies in the event in the future. So just expand and give more women the opportunity to, you know, learn what the free riding in Utah is about and actually spend time there. Like that's a huge part of the of being able to do gnarly features there is like actually getting used to how the terrain feels on your bike and mm -hmm. like what it's like to throw dirt and dig and like you really have to um, do the visualization you need to to build and ride the gnarly features so by giving i think more ladies the opportunity to do that it'll help progress uh, like women's free ride um and then as far as like the format i think it'll stay similar like the way we had it this year was a bit like a jam format where there's no competition or pressure to like do a full top to bottom line unless you want to. It's really just like use each other to, um, you know, feed off of each other and um, just ride things, progress your riding. So ride things you might not normally. And then, um, yeah. So we all came away, I think, um, with that progression and confidence, which was really cool. Awesome. Awesome. Did you have, uh, other than your own line, because obviously, like, if I read this correctly, you picked more of a raw kind of mm -hmm. technical line, um, and others picked more of a kind of jump style or, mm -hmm. or freestyle line. Uh, did you have another rider's line who, when you walked away, you were like, damn, that was impressive? They were all so impressive. Like, really, everybody 
crushed it um like everyone kind of brought their own unique style and like um as yeah it was really cool to see really everyone ride and like even throwing tricks on some of the jumps mm-hmm. and um tons of style like everyone a lot of the girls have a racing background and so they can ride that stuff really fast and flowy mm-hmm. and just make it look amazing um which is really cool and i got to ride some of the other girls lines as well and they were super fun like they just crushed it with the with the building and um yeah it was a blast did it change how you see mountain biking totally yeah um i came away with a new perspective on like building f- and digging and riding free ride features like since I came back, I've been just wanting to build more things like here in town and like, um, it, there's a process, you know, like where you kind of visualize, um, something like a hillside, a, a terrain and you, and then you have to like think about what you would do to make it a rideable feature. So like that whole process kind of, um, has changed for me since that event. And the sense of like, so you're picturing the terrain a little bit differently in your head. Mm-hmm. Is the scope and the scale of things yeah, also changed? Totally. Like you, you see things and it looks massive and, and weird and strange when you're just looking at a raw hillside. But then um, through that process, you can um, visualize how you would want to build it to make it rideable. And then in the scale can be much larger than you maybe at first anticipate or think it could be. So you're kind of thinking bigger. Yeah, That's totally. It's cool. way cool. Yeah, man, I'm afraid to go to one of those events and start filming <laughs> things here. I can't break myself in half again. <laughs> we got to keep that pelvis intact. So. Yes. Oh my gosh. Enough of that. <laughs> Fair enough. So, uh, you know, it's really cool seeing that you've got um, all kinds of like stuff that you're doing, advocating for the bike touring, for progression and free ride, for the enduro races and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you like? What would you tell somebody who's maybe the the new 12-year-old version of you uh, looking to get into this? Or maybe it's somebody else who's 30 years old going, man, <laughs> I wish, like my wife, she's planning to full-on get into riding this year. Uh, I'm already shopping bikes for her. And, uh, <laughs> but like... What do you yeah. what do you tell somebody who's in that infant stage of this and who is trying to figure out like how do I push myself in mountain biking? Yeah, I love that question. Um, I like to tell people just to do what makes what's the most fun for them. Like what really just like lights your fire. Like what what are you the most stoked on and what do you enjoy the most about the sport? So like if that's racing for you, then go for it, pursue that. But then like if you like hitting jumps and you really want to progress like go for that as well and um I feel like that's kind of the secret to the recipe for success is just like doing what really makes you stoked because that's where you're going to find your motivation to push yourself um and the cool thing about like formation and this time of like women in free riding and mountain biking is that racing or is not really the only direction you can go if you want to pursue um if you want to pursue mountain biking like as a career like now it's super cool that you can pursue free ride or you know there's a lot of options which is new and pretty cool to see i i feel like the the tone or the environment that that we have right now is just more open to um new forms of riding and not just for women but for all riders to kind of explore and to find their element um, and so I think it's really ripe for mm-hmm. things like this to come out, right? It's a non-contest yeah. format, but it's definitely pushing 
this element of writing. Totally. Um, and I think it's a really exciting time for us. So yeah, stoked to have that that come out. Yeah, um, me too. Hannah, something I find fascinating is asking high-level riders who do they find their influences to be. Yeah. So I want to ask you, who are your riding influences, both male and female? Totally. Um, my first one was my dad. Like He well, obviously was the one who got me super stoked on the sport. Okay. Um, and then I've had a ton of really awesome male and female influences. Um, like Some females that I really look up to, um, which I was super stoked to get to ride with this year, like Vero and Casey and like Via, all those all those girls are just crushing it. Um, and I love following them because, um, those gals specifically, like, I feel like they ride for the right reasons. Like they just love the sport and they just want to push themselves because they love it. And that's, that speaks volumes to me. Um, and then on top of that, I've had like an amazing group of guys in my life that have been super like helpful for me to, in my progression. Um, like, the cool thing about the community here in Bellingham specifically is that like the guys that you ride with, there's no like ego or anything. There's no weird like male female dynamic. Like they'll just let you drop in first or like guinea pig a feature. And it's, it's not strange. It's like, they're just stoked to have you there. And like, you're just part of the crew. And that, that speaks volumes as well. Like Cool. And I feel like most people would be like, Oh, Cecile Ravenel and Carol Chasson and name off all these like big famous people yeah. that they've mostly seen on the internet. Sure. And you just named off, bunch of people that you've ridden with in real life yeah totally that's cool i think yeah. that's noteworthy Dude, that's awesome so 2020 uh is almost here and you uh obviously did a lot of racing last year is uh, is racing going to be a, a big focus for you in 2020 or more focus on the free ride what are you what's your year looking like yeah, I'm kind of in the process of figuring exactly what it's going to look like, but I do want to do some racing for sure. I like, I really like both sides of this of mountain biking. Like, the racing, I'm super stoked on because I love the challenge and um, I think it's a really cool sport and cool way to get to travel and um, ride new places. And um, also the free ride side of it, I'm super stoked on. So I hope to do like a a good blend of both this year. Awesome, awesome. Well. I think that kind of wraps up my questions. Jeff, you have anything left? I've got one more burning question. All right. The big <laughs> in, question. In 10 years, ten how years. do you want to be Ooh. known as? Ooh. Huh. Um, in 10 years. That's a long time. It's um, not even that long. I remember being, <laughs> I'm, I'm 34 now. I remember being 24 okay. and like, yeah, all of yeah. a sudden here uh, we are. Um, I, I guess I would just uh, like to continue kind of with the, um, the direction I have is someone who um, rides for the right reasons, just because I'm um, wanting to progress personally and then because I'm just stoked on the sport and um, also someone who is a good advocate for the sport. So I want to um, continue just um, being a good role model and someone who encourages more just people in general to get stoked on mountain biking um yeah cool so you want to be known for more than just big jumps yeah just good race results for sure cool yeah Very well cool. and i feel like that's that's the personality that's going to affect change for this sport and sports like it um that's why rebecca rush is like on my radar mm -hmm. as somebody that i like i'm pretty sure she's in my top five 
idols of of yeah. mountain bikes and things related to bikes and She's it's just badass. yeah like she she just decided that she wanted to make change happen and to like create opportunities for people and she's just been killing it so yeah absolutely uh, huge shout she out came to, to formation and like just immediately grab shovel start digging nice. and like would dig through lunch like no breaks and just be like p- pulling out weeds all the things that like nobody really wanted to do but she like knew it was crucial and would just be like hannah where can i throw dirt where can i carry your bike like the whole time which was like, like this is crazy like, <laughs> yeah i don't know had you met her She's, before no i had not um, oh, i wow. obviously knew who she was but um hadn't got to meet her so yeah. it was really cool getting to hang out with her well uh, you'll have to take your bike packing and change it up a bit and go do a yeah. uh, private idaho oh. so <laughs> like that i haven't done that but we've had several people from jensen who have and yeah like it's a beastie ride it looks like, like it. it is no joke so I'm not even familiar with this private Idaho thing. Oh my gosh, you should look yeah. this up. It's a yeah, it's crazy, crazy crazy event obviously in Idaho. It's a gravel event and oh, okay. like just goes and goes, but oh, you geez. know, you you won't be breaking your pelvis there, so maybe that's <laughs> that's your uh, training for next year. Dude, so. I don't know. Curly bars are very yeah. dangerous. I retired from those 5 years ago. <laughs> hey, you can put flat bars on a cross bike. Oh. It's it's doable. <laughs> so, oh, uh, I want to keep the speeds under 40 miles an hour um, yeah yeah no more gravel for me maybe around town gravel but not yeah. performance gravel fair enough well very cool uh as always it's been awesome having you on jeff great having you as well good um, to see you seth yeah good to see you and at some point we are gonna make this trip happen uh <laughs> to come up and actually i'm hoping i'm hoping that this little interaction here on your side is actually going to be the uh the impetus to get hannah to bring you down here to hood river i really want to do a project with the h rats and meet yeah. them and learn about what's going on at post canyon totally. it's just tough to 12 hours of driving round trip yep. it's just so tough to pull the time to get that uh, yeah. and then the weather is hitting so ah uh, but i yeah. I've been to Hood River since, well, I visited Seth, but I haven't ridden Hood River since the Oregon Enduro race oh, okay. in 2015. Dang. Yeah, it's changed quite a bit since then. Yeah. yeah. Wow. It was so, good back then. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure, like, I could show you some fun trails, but Hannah's going to show you how to actually ride those fun trails. <laughs> so, like, I'll just be off the back, like, shooting Instagram shots and stuff like that. Like, it'll be cool. So I'll be stoked to fall and have Hannah tow me through all this stuff because <laughs> I don't want to get anything. I've seen those FMX jumps. They're, they're huge. They're pretty big, yeah. yeah. They're big. I want yeah. my dirt bike. They're dirt bike legal, right? I, I guess. I, Post Canyon's kind I thought they were built for motorcycles. I uh, don't know. Some of the upper mountain stuff is, there's and there's okay. some big stuff, um, but I'm pretty sure like some of the uh, the bigger wood features are, are bike only, I think. Okay. So, but you should still bring your dirt bike. There's great riding out here. So. Yes. Well, I have this vision of... Having Logan, the guy who films with me a ton, super yeah. good dude, who we need to do a video with Logan yeah, and you in the next sure. few weeks. I want him to be on the moto. He's also a pro moto rider. Okay. But then we can get some toe straps and he can shuttle <laughs> us up and then nice. film on the way down well, and I like shuttle the sound us of back that. up. Yeah. yeah. That, that sounds dialed. Efficiency. And that thing's powerful enough that three of us could get <laughs> nice. shuttled by the one. <laughs> nice. What well, could go wrong? I think that sounds awesome. So, 
Well, thanks everybody for listening and be sure to check out Hannah Bergman on Instagram. And do you have like YouTube or any of that stuff? Yes, she does. Uh, I'm her 14th subscriber. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. I'm not even sure if I've been on that account. Dude, there's some sick rail jams on there. Oh, you can look at all my old Yeah, I saw you grinding sideways (laughs) and then spinning around on the rail and off the end. I saw a bunch of those. Nice. There's a video of you uh, from your handlebars, POV. Nice. Going down some stuff. It looks like Oregon. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. Have to bring it back. It's yeah. still there. It sounds like it's it's gonna see a revival here because all of a yeah. sudden you're gonna go from 14 followers <laughs> to probably 30. So nice. I guarantee if we do a collaboration on YouTube, I can double, maybe triple your followers. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. I can't promise that to many people. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, as always, if you want to check out Jensen USA on Instagram, we totally appreciate that. Or follow us on Facebook. You can also follow Jeff Kendall Weed at Jeff Kendall Weed on yep. Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. And his YouTube oh, yeah. channel is killing it. Um, the latest video I found great that PNW one that was a review where you basically <laughs> just rode your bike like an absolute badass for like. 12 minutes and I at the end of it I was like I'm pretty sure I need to get those grips it might <laughs> it might help uh, so, <laughs> yeah thanks I'm glad you liked that video that was fun <laughs> yeah uh, the last big news uh, about this podcast specifically is we are now on Spotify so you can find oh, us cool. now on iTunes Google Play uh, SoundCloud and Spotify so add us to your playlist in whatever your favorite format is Uh, With that being said, I think everybody uh, remember to keep pedaling. Hannah, thank you for coming out. Yeah, thank you for having me. Super stoked to be here. Seth, thanks for instigating this whole episode, too. Excellent suggestion. Well, that's what happens when you run into her dad that I (laughs) saw as I'm coming out of uh, one of our favorite eateries here in town, uh, Kickstand. And this is... Yeah, um, so if people are in Hood River, check out Kickstand. But uh, yeah, I was like, hey... Tim, I want to talk to your daughter about, and then he's like, boop, points, and she's right behind me. And so, yeah. Well, thanks, everybody, and uh, yeah, we'll see you guys soon. Peace.